Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Black Summer. Today we'll be covering the first and second episode of Netflix TV series Black Summer. First episode is titled Human Flow and second episode is titled Derive. Nice. Really excited to jump into our top five uh, from this. these first two episodes. A lot of action happening, and I think um, a lot to, to get into. So without further ado, let's go ahead and just jump into our top five tonight, because I know we're both really excited to talk about it. So let's waste no time. I'll go ahead and get us started this week with my number five. Um, it's just a really kind of general. So this is our introduction to the show, the first and second episodes. Um, so the show itself, you know, this is another zombie show. There's lots, I feel like, zombie shows, zombie movies that, you know, ha- that we've seen in the last how- however many years. Um, so we're not, I don't think, really breaking new ground here with this show, but I really like it because when it starts you out, you're immediately dropped into this chaos, right? And you're like, oh shit, what the hell's going on? You know, there's this, right when you start off, there's this level of intensity and, you know, you're just like, you know, what's going on? And there's this urgency, you know, what's happening, the family, you know, Rose and her family, you know, they're, you know, gathering all of their stuff in this house. You begin to understand that's not their house. Mm-hmm. It appears, you know, there's kind of squatting or, you know, kind of holing up in, in this house. Or you're like, oh, something's going on here. They're grabbing their stuff. They're running outside. Other people start, you know, kind of coming and running and joining as they're running down the street. So I really liked that feel of of this intensity of, you know, because I feel like I, it kind of had me on the edge of my seat. I was I felt like I was kind of, you know, as they're kind of running and breathing hard, I felt like I was kind of, you know, not uh, running, yeah. but I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's going on? I don't even know what's going on, but for some reason I'm feeling like I, you know, I'm just intense for some reason. So I really liked that they kicked it off and I didn't quite know yet what was going on. You know, we're hearing some like horns, we're hearing some some noises over loudspeakers, you know, things are going on. People are, you know, and you see some signs in yards like um no loitering or no solicitation or what was it, like no loitering or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, um so I, I really liked the start off. So I want to get your thoughts on on the very first like first few minutes there of just kind of jumping in without you know both feet running there yeah i kind of i feel like sometimes in in the world we have now like when you jump into a show like you knew this was a zombie show but mm-hmm. if you could sit somebody down and flip this on for them and they know nothing about it but the title it would just i think that would even capture imagination even more because like as the whole time this stuff's going on like i'm looking for like okay when's the first zombie going to show up right because i know that's what this is about but i feel the same way i mean it felt uh very similar to like a video game. You know, you get a little bit of an introduction, all of a sudden, boom, mm. you're dropped in and you got to do all the action. Uh, yeah, good analogy. They did a really good job with the action shots. Like it wasn't a very stationary camera. So the camera was like bouncing around a lot. Um, yeah. In the scene where they're in the uh, van with Barbara and William and son, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the camera is very much panning back and forth for them. Almost like, like you said, almost like you are in the, the van with them. Which again mm-hmm. is very video game like. Like you're the character that doesn't talk, you're just there. And I feel, you know, I I love 
the idea of zombie movies as a genre because it really more of the crux of, of a show because you can put any kind of genre you want around it. You want yeah. a love story, boom, zombie apocalypse, you can have a love story. You want, you know, like a civil war type, you know, conflict, you could do that. You can do survival just straightforward. You can do, you know, family stuff like, you know, run the gamut of anything. You can put that in that world and make it work. And yep. you kind of see all those here take place, which uh, I just really enjoyed how it was set up. It was very intriguing. It was short episodes. Uh, yeah. One of the things that, you know, you talk about kind of getting dropped in that I think one of the things I feel that zombie shows that we're used to right now, like, you know, I think we'll probably compare this a lot to Walking Dead. The first season of Walking Dead had the same kind of feel. Like you felt like you're there, like, oh, I can I can relate to these people because I'm trying to think of what I would do in that scenario. Mm-hmm. And, you know, other shows like, you know, Umbrella Academy, for instance, it's like, yeah, if, if I had superpowers, I, I would do this or, um, you know, trying to think of a different, like, you know, lost in space. Like, well, if I was in space, I would do this. Well, the scenario that they're in, that's one that I think a lot of people process because it's like, okay, what happens if I'm in a situation with my family where it's the dire situations where like stuff's collapsed and, you know, we've got to survive. Like you could realistically put yourself in those shoes. And Absolutely. that's, that's what I like about zombie shows is because they kind of do that first season of walking dead. I felt like they kind of did that. But the problem is, is you start introducing a lot of different plots and you kind of like the the first two episodes here, there's no real plot. You know what I mean? Like there's the, there's the stadium thing that they're kind of building towards. It's kind of like the, the red herring maybe. Um, But -hmm. for the most part, it's just people trying to get away from all these things and just get, you know, just survive. Survive at this point seems like the the main focus is survive. And and a lot of times I think with the shows what happens is like, okay, well, we did that. We survived. So, okay, well, let's introduce a bad guy. And then now it's, you know, it's your everyday kind of, you know, good versus evil type thing. But what I think would be cool with this Black Summer, and I don't know anything about the other episodes. I know a lot of people I've talked to kind of said like episode five or six, it kind of starts getting boring. Uh, but I wonder if it's because they're looking at it more of like a walking dead, like, oh, where's the plot leading? What I think would be awesome is you make this like a survival show. You know, yeah. every season it's a brand new group of people, like different area during this time frame. And so you get through like, you know, three or four seasons where it's really just the first six to eight weeks of the zombie apocalypse. I would find that intriguing, but um, kind yeah. of long winded. But um, yeah, I really like that you just kind of get thrown right into this madness. Yeah, that that I like that you're kind of just sent thrown in with a sense of unknown. I mean, yeah, we we went in with this knowing that it's a zombie show. They didn't really hide that, um, you know, when they were advertising it. So we know that, but it's like, well, we don't know where we are um, as far as this outbreak or how long has it been. It mm-hmm. still looks pretty new, but you can tell that you know there there are some empty homes, there are some cars kind of abandoned and, you know, left and stuff. Um, and the camera work was great. I read somewhere that, that there was a lot of like single action camera. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love that stuff. And when they have like just a single camera action, like when they are just running down the road and you've got that single camera following everyone and just kind of getting that all the action around, you feel like you're right there running alongside of them. Um, and I love that. I think, I think that was really smartly done. I don't know if that made any sense. Um, but yeah, I, I, that was super fun. So that's my number five. Anyway, um, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is it's simply the format of this. Uh, I'm a huge mm-hmm. sucker for vignette style shows. Um, yep. You know, 
The Walking Dead had a, a couple episodes like that. There's the the movie that just came out recently, Bad Times at the El Royale, which was yes. very much like that. Like I love seeing different perspectives of how something happens, and and they did a great job with this. Like you see, you know. You start out with Rose, and then they go to Ryan, and then they go to Barbara, and you see, like in each one of them, there's little bits and pieces of how they cross each other's path. And yeah, you know, there's the one where I think it was Lance, where his girlfriend gets hit, and then you see Ryan come up to her, then Son takes him away from her, and she becomes a zombie. And that was the one thing I thought was really cool, and I hope they do more of it. It was like the Mash episode. Have you ever seen the Mash episode? I think this is the second time ever in our podcast I got to, I get to talk about Mash. I, the, I don't know if I remember that, but I've seen some MASH episodes. I can't say if I've seen all of them. There was a, a MASH episode where it was filmed from the POV of somebody coming into the hospital. So you see, I think you see him on the battlefield get shot. He gets in the helicopter. He comes in the MASH unit. He wakes up. The doctor's around. It's all from his perspective from beginning to end. And I love that they kind of did this, not really POV, but you followed her with the zombie. Yeah. You, know, you see her from when she dies, she gets up, she takes off, she's running around doing all these things. And it mm-hmm. really kind of gave you, okay, this is the kind of zombie you're dealing with without you having to kind of like pick and choose from other ones you see. You get to follow this one for, you know, five or 10 minutes. But kind of tying back to my number five with the format. I like that you get to see the title cards of each kind of section of this. It's like a chapter in a book. You know, you start with mm-hmm. Rose, Ryan, Barbara, Lance, you know, then there's Spears, the checkpoint, Drive, you know, you kind of get to go through all these different things. And I hope they keep that part up because it just kind of, again, piecing together this little puzzle of stuff just was really, really cool to me. And again, getting to see kind of how all their pieces fell together. Uh, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on kind of the format? We talked a little bit about it on yours too, but. Yeah, I agree. I liked that. It was kind of cool to see how uh, you didn't know it yet. You know, it wasn't until my second watch how I noticed before we started getting, because we start with Rose, Patrick, and their daughter. Um, and so we hadn't gotten to the little vignettes yet. So on my second watch, I noticed then how Sun was on one of the other trucks um, and she had had a, an altercation with one of the guards as Rose and her husband were starting mm. to get kind of pulled away. And they were like, you know, they were really suspicious of Patrick and his, you know, he said it was just, you know, he sore from some type of stomach ache and they're suspicious thinking he's got a wound. Um, so you see Sun over there and you're like, and so it wasn't, it didn't mean anything on first watch mm-hmm. um but it wasn't until my second watch i'm like hey there was there was sun um she was already kind of intermingling a little bit in that little scene so it was definitely kind of cool to see how it all kind of flowed and how somehow one way or another a lot of these people met up at one point as everyone's trying to um, escape and evacuate out of the town and i enjoy that too um I think when it's done correctly and done well, it can really work and it really just kind of adds a little flavor to a movie you mentioned, um, Casino at the El Roy or um, oh shit, what bad was it? Times the, the, bad the times at the, El, at the El, El Royale. I was thinking of Casino Royale. I'm going into freaking James Bond here mode. Um, but yeah, that that was really super cool how you got to see these different perspectives from all of these different characters. Um, so that was fun. There were some nice little surprises in there too that kind of surprised me at the time. But yeah, I, I, I did like that. There was some good work there um, and it was exciting. It was kind of interesting to kind of see these people um, and kind of getting it from, you know, also just kind of seeing of all the different things that are happening. Um, 
you know, in the show to everyone. And you're kind of getting from people's perspectives what it's really like out there mm-hmm. um, in this town as everyone's trying to evacuate. So it was a lot of fun. I like that. Yeah, I like that they they really exposed all these things to you like very slowly. Like sometimes I feel shows with this they can give you kind of the heavy handed like here's the rules of this universe. And it's like no, you're gonna follow <laughs> right. the zombie. Your the audience is smart enough to figure it out. They trickled in with like Barbara. Like this seems to be like six to eight weeks since the the outbreak had started because she had mm-hmm. mentioned you know she had survived without her husband for six weeks. So how long was it before he died? You know, probably in that six to eight week range. Right. Uh, you know, you get kind of a cool idea, not really a cool idea, but you really get like, this is kind of the rules of engagement in this universe and here's what's happening. And again, not heavy handed at all, uh, which I really, really liked. Yep. I agree. Cool. Number five. Okay. So my number four then. So we talked about point of view of a zombie. So I want to talk a little bit about the zombies. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect. Um you know, what kind of zombies are we going to get? I feel like we have been flooded with nine years of The Walking Dead of, you know, slow zombies. Now there are other, um, let's see, we've got what, um, the Brad Pitt. Um, uh, World War Z was War, kind World of War the, Z. the horde zombies. My, yes, my brain is not working tonight. I am like a dunce right now. I'm so scattered tonight. I apologize. But yeah, Z Nation, there was uh, 28 Days Later. Yep, yep. Um, you know, you have like these mad, crazed, raging zombies. Yep, rage zombies. Um, the, I think it was what kind of they were titled. Um, yeah. You've so, got the uh, um, uh, Dawn of the Dawn of the Dead remake where they're kind of fast they, zombies. Yeah. I'm I'm embarrassed to say I haven't seen that one yet, even though oh, I've heard really good things. I know I heard it was good. Oh, like it was actually a good remake. Yeah, so I saw I'm that embarrassed. in theaters when it came out. And I was like 16 and I was going with another couple. It was me, my girlfriend, and this other kid. I think he was scared, mm-hmm. but he didn't want to say he was scared. So he's like, well, it's, it's rated R. I don't think we can get in. I'm like, huh. dude, they, like, they never card. And if they do, they we'll, never card. Yeah, we'll just go see something else and then sneak in. <laughs> That's but, hilarious. Yeah, I, that 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 kind of triggered me to be like, I dig zombie movies. Darn, I'll have to check that out when I get some it's, free time. It's totally um, worth a rental. I heard yeah. the. I, I mean, I've seen like the old ones. You know, I grew up in the eighties, and so I saw a lot of the the older ones. But um, I haven't seen that remake. But anyway, the zombies. I was we we get our first taste of it. That poor girl gets whacked in the road. Just hammered and she was really quick to turn like Mm -hmm. once she died i mean it was devastating just to watch her slowly die that was that sucked um and i was kind of surprised at how people kept leaving each other really quickly like they they were very quick to realize oh you're fucked sorry about your luck i'm out of here and they'd see that you're hurt you're you know you're gonna slow me down um or you're dead me i'm out of here so it was kind of sad to see that poor girl get left to suffer and die in the road. And then, like, the minute her last breath was drawn, she then, like, started, like, coughing and twitching. And, oh, it was kind of gross um, because then they do this, th- like, throwing up thing. Mm. They immediately, like, throw up all this blood or something, and their eyes turn, and they're just in a rage, and they're running. Um and they're also hard to kill. They reminded me if anyone's played the new Resident Evil remake, which I have, um, those zombies in Resident Evil, they're hard to kill. You're 
best bet is to when you can save your freaking ammo and like try to get around them uh, if yeah. you can because you'll just waste all your ammo trying to kill these bastards and you know you saw how they were trying to shoot and they would just kind of you know they take five six seven shots and i think they finally would get them in the head and it could just be the inexperience of you know this is still new and people are still kind of learning like you know what can take them down um and I guess when you've watched a show like The Walking Dead for years and years, you're just headshot, headshot. Yeah, you know, yeah. you just always go for the head. Um, but they're pretty hard to take down. They would get shot and just keep coming at you, and it was scary. I think I, I there is a good element to the slow zombies, like in The Walking Dead, and then there's like a really cool element to the fast zombies, like here. I feel like that's scary. Oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, if if you've got something like that running at you, they're and they're like screaming at you and their blood running down their face and their eyes are red and bloodshot. I mean, that's scary as shit. Um, so it, it, you can kind of understand how this whole zombie apocalypse would quickly get out of hand and you would get overrun. I mean, if in The Walking Dead, they can go anywhere from, you know, a couple of minutes to hours before someone finally turns if you don't like take them out. Um, you know, before they turn. But these guys, I mean, as soon as they mm -hmm. die, great. they're up and running. So it's easy to see how it would be a mess. Like, oh shit, the minute people are dying, they're 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 turning. So it's hard. I could see where it would be like hard to keep up with them and keep the population of ever growing zombies um, like to a minimum. Um, and yeah, they're they're raging, and they almost had, or at least the girl that we were following. I don't know if it's like. I don't know if I go so far as to say it's an awareness, but when she's running down the road and she's kind of looking over this way and then she's looking over this way, like her head is actually turning mm -hmm. and it's like, I don't know if she's, and I don't know if she's actually sniffing someone out, like smelling, um, or if she's following sounds, like she can hear people running or she can hear a door slam, she can hear screaming and that's what she's following. But I don't know, what were what were your thoughts on the zombies? Do you think they're kind of aware? Did you think they were cool? I liked, I think it's it's kind of the worst like pot, like, you know, you always have like the different things you can kind of pull to make a zombie. You know, it's like, okay, are they undead? You know, is it headshots? Is it a virus? Mm -hmm. Is it quick? And like they took all the worst things in the world for a zombie to be and they mixed it and said, that's what you get, people. Good luck. So, yep. <laughs> you know, like 28 days, the, the, the closest I could see these being to is like the 28 days later zombies, which was more of a, a virus type thing, which would be like the more realistically kind of like a, um, oh, uh, rabies type virus. Yeah. Like some sort of infection or something. And with that, I mean, spoilers, but it, I won't spoil it. But um, so like with this, it was like you had to die and you became the zombie. But, you know, in some shows, it's if, if you shoot like the person's still alive when it's like a, it's like a, a um, rabies type thing. Mm -hmm. So shots to the body, you know, you, you destroy organs, you do things like that. You're going to kill the person and they're dead. You know, like if you if you come on to a, a dog or a cat with rabies, if you shoot the dog or cat like somewhere other than the head, it, it can kill it. Or you know, you do something to to stop it, it'll kill it. But these things, you know, you shoot them in the bodies, doesn't matter. Still coming for you. Only a headshot. But so you've got headshots you have to have. They're fast. They turn quick. Uh, they're super aggressive. It sound it seems like all their senses are heightened because the the one we're following, when she came out of the thing, she was like sniffing in the air. So I think all of her senses are heightened. And I honestly feel like she 
I'm curious. They, they seem super angry and mad. Yeah. And I wonder if like her thoughts were like, I got to find, I don't know if it was Lance. I don't think it was Lance was the guy. I think Lance is the other guy, but the guy that left her, like mm-hmm. her thought is like, I need to find that guy and kill him because yeah. he left me for dead. Like, I wonder if that's kind of what their motivation is. Cause you don't see him really eating people. You know, the yeah. other scenario we saw, we saw these two, this guy and girl kind of running around this truck away from one. Yeah. And the zombie got the girl down and was like fighting her. And then once that was over, he got up and chased the guy. Then she got up and chased him too. So she had right. like turned real quick. But. So now you're not just dealing. And that's what's so scary about how quickly they can turn like that. And it wasn't like, and like you said, what we commonly see with The Walking Dead or lots of other zombie shows is they stop and they start chomping down on that person. Um, but this was like, it was almost like their intent is to kill that person, turn him into a zombie, and let's mm-hmm. go get the next one or something. Um, I, I'm not saying that is what they were doing because I don't know that would make a lot of sense. But, you know, it was just like, oh, I've chomped on you enough to kill you and flip you. Now we're going to go make more zombies, make zombie babies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, you live in that kind of universe. Like, that's super – and again, it's not just – you don't have to be bit to turn, it seems. You just have to die. And if you yeah. die, you turn. So now not only is just regular death an issue, like now you have – or you know, not only do you just have to be like, okay, I didn't get bit. Okay, great. You know, This person died in natural causes. We're good. It's if you die, you turn. Right, because that girl didn't get bit. She was hit by a truck yep. and just died. So – and, you know, I, I have not z- – I I have to do more reading, but I heard that this is supposed to be like a prequel to Z Nation. That's what you'd said earlier. Yeah, and I haven't seen Z Nation. Have you seen I've any of Z Nation? I've heard of bits and pieces. My gaming group had talked about it, and the only mm-hmm. thing that kind of sold me on it, because it seems like it's very, very humorous, was a bunch of zombies in a Viagra factory. Oh, oh no. And they got into the Viagra, <laughs> and the zombies were walking around. Okay, after they had gotten into some (laughs) Viagra. (laughs) They were feeling the effects of the Viagra. Yeah. Oh, golly. Okay, no, I have not seen it. So I don't know um, how much they know in Z Nation, just like in The Walking Dead. And if I, you know, if you guys haven't seen it, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to really spoil anything. But in The Walking Dead, they don't know what caused the zombie apocalypse. I don't know if that's really a spoiler or not, because I'm not telling them how it started or anything. They don't know. Um, So I don't know what in Z Nation they know or have uncovered about how it started or, you know, what its origins are. If it's, you know, it just exists in everyone and then you just die and you turn because clearly you don't have to have been bitten. You just have to die. So I'm just curious if was it like some sort of uh, something contagion that was released in the air that everyone now has that potential um, because you've, you've been exposed to it. So then when you die, you turn. I don't know. I'm not sure what's happening here. I just know it, it does seem scary as shit because it seems like their only intention is just to kill, Yeah. Um, turn on a zombie. If they see something alive, like that guy was alive in the vicinity of that truck and he's running, they're like, oh, we're just going to keep chasing anything that moves, essentially. Well- and. It was scary. It was just a threat. You know, it's good to see zombies a threat again because in The Walking oh, yeah. Dead, they're not a threat anymore. It's true. At all. I like that. And, you know, we talk about, like you said, like sometimes you find out what happened. I like in this, and I hope they don't expose why, because it feels more realistic. Because if you think that if the world collapsed and you were trying to survive, you wouldn't know what caused this. You would just know this is the new normal. 
And I think when you start getting the territories of like, oh, well, this is how it happened, then you're starting to get like, oh, these normal people will find the cure. And I think that gives too much hope in a show like this where it's more of just trying to make it day to day, trying to get you know from one point to another away from all these things. Um, right. So we'll see what it does. I mean, I know Z Nation is more of a kind of a horror comedy a little bit. Right. Um, and this one definitely is not. No, it is not. Yeah. <laughs> But I like it. I like the horror aspect of it. So that's that's something that I am happy about is it, you know, I was scared. I was on the edge of my seat. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, there was just a lot happening. So anyway, that was my number four. What is your number four? So my number four, it's it's something we don't see a lot in any kind of show, but it's really that there's no good or bad guys in this. There's just mm. people. Mm-hmm. And one thing that, uh, you know, whenever I've been on a show or – uh, Karen's mentioned a few times. She's always asked, like, if this actually happened, would people devolve to this, the things we see, like on Walking Dead or this? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this show has probably, so far at least, most realistically casted people how they would be. Um, and the and my examples for that would be, you know, people are very untrusting of other people. But like we saw with William, um, son, and Barbara in the van, once they kind of got stuck together and kind of got through less than an hour or two of stuff and realized that, okay, they're not going to screw each other over, they kind of developed like, okay, not a friendship, but like, okay, we're in this together until something happens. Right. Um, the other example is that black truck that was chasing him down. You know, yeah. It was very combative. And I was kind of worried. I was going to be like, okay, these guys are going to be, you know, this group of people that, you know, are like, you know, Thunderdome type, you know, Mad Max people. Yeah. But no, they were probably just trying to overpower the van, take the gas and let the people go on their way. Because in the end, what happens? They're all stuck in the gas station. They're together. All, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually my number three is the others. I feel like I'm talking about lost, <laughs> <laughs> talking about the others. But yeah, that's a really good point because we see that first guy. I don't know that we – oh, Ben, um, the first guy that uh, tried to overtake Barbara. You know, he's talking mm-hmm, to yeah. her and he's like, I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. Um and I'm thinking, oh, hell no, don't trust anybody. You know, don't let that man in your car. I don't give a shit what he spews out at you. I don't care about this, you know, or oh, are you a Christian, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that he's throwing out there. You don't let that guy in there. Um, but maybe she saw, well, maybe it is better to have a group of people or, you know, to have more than one makes you stronger than being alone. You know, I thought it was kind of like, you know, I, pissed me off when he's like, you need a man out there. I've seen what it's like. You need yeah. a man. I'm thinking, I don't need no man. I take care of myself. Yeah. But I can also see strength in numbers. I don't like the whole, well, you know, we need to help this poor little lady, you know, out of her predicament. That kind of pissed me off. I'm like, that, I would have ran over his foot at that point and mm. just kept going. Um, but I do see strength in numbers. If you have someone there to help watch your back, you know, I, you know, and, and trying to get along, the only thing is, is who the hell do you trust? Cause this guy put on a really good face. He said all the right things. And then what's he do? You know, yep. get out of the freaking car and we'll put you in your face. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my but God. You know, like, like in that situation, he probably didn't trust her. He probably was like, okay, this, this is kind of, you know, uh, a liability having this old woman with me, probably what he was thinking. Right. Yeah. In other shows it would have been like, he would have just killed her or like would have beat her up or would have forced her out of the car right away. But in this, it was, it was probably some weak dude who was like, I'll punch you in the fucking face. Get out. Like he didn't seem mm-hmm. like the, I hope that this is the way that he portrayed it, but he, it seemed like he didn't believe he would actually do that. 
That's true. He, he he seemed like he was acting out of fear. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like he was fearful. Like he wasn't. Um, he was trying to act aggressive and put on like an aggressive act, but mm. he was really. It was more fear. It wasn't like I'm really going to hurt you and do bad things to you. Just. I don't trust you. I wanted your car. I said what I needed to say. Now get the hell out. And I love that she's, you know, she's like trying to get out. She's like, the door's locked, shithead. <laughs> I know. I can't get out because you got the damn door locked. Um, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. And then with these people, I guess they're kind of referring to them here as the others, whomever is in uh, the black truck. And it sounds like there's, could be a group of them, could be more, more than, than one. Um, I, I know we don't have answers. I have questions and I don't expect answers or for you to answer them because we don't know. But, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, well, who are these people? Because they seem to be in this town where there's a mandatory evacuation going on. But it seems like a lot of people are already gone. There's lots of empty houses and there just seem to be, I don't know if they're stragglers. I don't know if they're people who've moved in from a different town, like as people are moving along, trying to get to safety, if this is just a place where they're kind of stopping and resting, mm. you know, before they continue to move on, I don't know. Um, Cause it didn't seem that heavily populated. So clearly a bunch of people have already left. So who are these people and how are they getting out of this mandatory evacuation? I mean, it seemed like some of the, these soldier guys are going door to door, you know, yeah. telling people, Hey, this is a mandatory evacuation. We got to go. We got to go. Um, I wonder so if who are these people? It's kind of like this is the the next checkpoint. So as you get like emergency broadcast type systems, it says get to town X Y Z, and then okay. when they get there, they learn like okay, now we got to get to the stadium, and so it might be just them shifting it. Like these are the these are the places that haven't fallen yet. Oh, okay. I guess I wasn't making that connection, but when you say it like that, because there was that couple who came up to them as they're running away from that truck and they're kind of hiding off in the alleyway, they were like, you know, please just get us to the next checkpoint, you know? And I'm thinking checkpoint, um, safe place, like when we're playing video games. Yeah, yeah. So get to like the next che- checkpoint. That makes sense. I wasn't making that connection because um, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, well, why are there people here if there was a mandatory evacuation? They, they must not be from here, but why why are they there? But yeah, that would make sense that they're telling you to move, you know, from place to place. Well, that helps connect the dots. Um, but still kind of raises the question of who are these people? Oh, yeah, you yeah. You know, um, are they always in this checkpoint do they just never leave this checkpoint are they feeling like you know and they're wanting gas they're stealing gas from from cars it seems like though there there would be a plenty of there were lots and lots of cars why yeah. aren't they just off siphoning all of the other cars that are sitting i mean there were some they didn't look wrecked or in bad shape at all they're just kind of parked in the street or parked in driveways seems like there'd be plenty of gas to siphon off why are you off chasing a car that's moving to me that's more effort to go after that car than that's it is to point. go to every damn parked car that you see along the street start on one street and work your way up and down every street i feel like that is easy pickings versus chasing someone yeah. you know and I could have seen at first when they stopped behind them, like maybe, okay, we know this one has gas. We don't have to stop and get out. You know, maybe, maybe they'll give it up quicker and we can just take the gas and go. Um, I think what I do like, and I, I hope that this isn't like they put these into like some big bad group that's, again, like not a parody of itself. Like right. I like that you see when the, the truck crashed, you saw mm-hmm. the people like hurrying up to get out of there. And it seemed more of like a, not like a, oh my God, we're these badass people. It's like, we're just people trying to survive and we found that this kind of works. Yeah. Um, it's the desperation in this so far was like, I think 
just very telling because like in the the section called Drive, when William's son and Barbara together, you know, William's with these two girls and he says, hey, I'm not going to rape you, mm-hmm. which, you know, like in any of these shows, whenever you hear somebody say that, like instantly warning bells go up. It's like, this is probably yeah. a bad person. Yeah. But like in this world, it's like, what comfort can you say? Like, okay, apparently that's probably been an issue, which probably. I don't know when like – like events like this happen, if that's a common thing or not, um, I wouldn't doubt it that it, the risks go up. I, I just don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know how many facts to base that off of, but you know, trying to like, ha- like there's no good icebreakers in this scenario. And yeah. even then, like the trust is like out the like. Okay, these three got stuck together. They don't trust each other. But then all of a sudden, you see them like talking about their life together, like just normal. Then there's a zombie on the back of the car. They're fighting a zombie, and then they're singing songs. Like it's just like a regular road trip. Yeah. The other bit I kind of thought about with like the trust and everything and desperation is, you know, when they pull off to the side of the road and the truck passes by them, you see these two, this guy and this girl, come up to their van, banging on the window, begging to get in. And like the desperation is like, oh my god, let me in, let me in. And the girl's like, oh my god, I'll suck your dick. Like, like that's going to be the <laughs> thing know. to get in. Is that like the currency? <laughs> well, well, in currency, I mean, we've seen in The Walking Dead. Isn't that kind of what uh, Rosita did? Like, that's kind of what they allude to how she kind of started getting through a little bit in the early goings. I think she. I, think she, I don't know if she necessarily traded act. favors. Yeah, but I think that she aligned herself with men who could teach her things like Mm -hmm. she could learn from like whether it was how to shoot guns how to build a bomb um, how to fight like self-defense or things like that and she would you know hey baby you know and kind of you know if that's what it took to get this guy you know on her sweet side she would kind of you know make her way but when I when I when I heard that I'm like you know it's I didn't want to laugh and it, it felt like a thing that, cause I mean like, honestly, whenever you hear that in anything, like I'll suck your dick. Like anytime I've heard that, it's like a Kevin Smith thing. Like it's funny. Yeah. But in that moment it was like, oh my God, like, yeah, like it's a desperate situation. And this person's like, I'll fucking do anything. Just, I, I have to get away from this thing. Yeah. And again, like the, the do like if William's like, oh hell yeah, get in now. Like, okay, now he's just exposed to what he's looking for in this world. Exactly. What's his important to him? Because that's yeah. the last thing I think that'd be in my mind is like, okay, great, I guess. But that's kind of the last thing I want right now. Like, I need, we need to get out of here. There's no time for Roadhead or anything. No we got to get going. But I, I thought that just kind of really showed the desperation there. And again, it kind of showed the trust too. Because, you know... William with with Son and them, they were kind of thrown into it, but they were not letting anybody else in that van. Yeah, well, and and Barbara started out in the van. Um, ben tried to take it from her. William comes and beats that guy up. She jumps in the back. William jumps in the driver's side. At the same time, Son, um, you know, this whole group of them are like, oh my gosh, there's a running vehicle. There's uh, Rose and Spears and some others, you know, all trying to get in, and Son makes it in she just comes in out of nowhere and they just kind of like, they're all just three strangers looking at each other. Like, okay. Um, I guess we're going to trust each other. Right. We're well, all that's probably in this- the, the judgment there. It's like, okay, which one of these two is going to try to kill me? Yeah. And after enough time, none of them do. It's like, all right, well, I, I guess we're okay. Cause at that we- point, you know, if you get a mile, two miles, three miles down the road, are you really going to try and keep that person with you? If you already have intentions to do harm? I, right. I wouldn't think so. 
think they saw that their intent was just they wanted to get to the stadium. Mm. And they all realized that, you know, we're not here to hurt each other. We all have a common goal. We'll help each other get, you know, to to reach that goal. So, but yeah, that was that was interesting. Good points. But yeah, that's my number four. Is it's and I kind of hope it sticks this way, just mm-hmm. because I feel like it won't make it kind of a parody of itself. But um, just that there's no good guys. There's not really any bad guys. There's just people. Lots of people. Well, I covered a lot of my number three already talking about the others and talking about these other groups and just kind of curious as to who they are. And we may not find out. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of movement and we're probably not going to stick around here for very long. So I feel like there could be some lots of open questions, but, um, you know, that we might not get resolved. And I'm okay with that. But it just made me curious, like, well, what was that all about? And, and what was their end goal? So I think I've I've said everything that I need to on that. So let's go into your number three. All right. My number three, we, we talked about with your, your number five a little bit, but just kind of getting dropped right in. Uh, I yes. like that they, uh, I've said a few of these things already, but you know, I like that they kind of made you as an audience understand what's going on in very subtle ways. You know, like how long it's been, what kind of zombies we're dealing with, what, what's the kind of situation going on. Uh, it felt very, real and I think like my example of the video game kind of feels a little bit like legit with how it is. It's kind of like you're here and how would you survive with it? Uh so I don't think there's much to add really to that extra. But yeah, it's just again, just I like when shows don't treat the audience as stupid. You know, it's like you guys can figure it out. We'll we'll play this over six, ten episodes and you'll kind of understand as you go. Mm-hmm. I really liked um kind of this unknown where, you know, Rose and Patrick put their daughter on the truck. They had to stay behind because he's wounded. And I don't know if they thought he was going to turn. I'm not really sure what the whole reason was behind that, but he was very sure that wherever they went, they weren't going to let them move forward um, because of him. So Rose is in the midst of freaking out because she's had to leave her daughter alone. She's questioning whether or not that was the right decision. You know, were we right to have left her alone? Um, And this brings up, you know, lots of good questions. Like we talk about a lot in these survival shows, whether it's a zombie apocalypse or something else. Um, But, you know, what choices would you make and, and the things that drive you to make those decisions. So she's kind of there. They go back to this house and they're kind of reeling from you know, having left their daughter, um, is she going to be okay? And they're worried about that. And then she's dealing with the fact that her husband's like, nope, we're not moving on. Um, you're going to have to go without me. And I was curious if he, I don't know. It seemed like he, he was ill. He was hurting. He was wounded. But do you think he killed himself to move it further along to make her leave? I don't know. I, I kind of got the sense whenever she heard some banging around, it's like something happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how he would have killed himself, though. There wasn't really any I, extra wounds. There's a lot of blood, but that's probably, was, like you said, when he vomited. Yeah, I think that I thought that was when she saw that big puddle on the floor. It was when after he turned and then they do this whole vomit dramatic thing. Um, well, anyway, so her husband dies, turns into a zombie that tries to kill and eat her. And so she's running for dear life, um, you know, and, and her and there she is on top of this fence with her husband trying to kill her. And then, you know, here comes Spears and he shoots him and he's gone. So 
it's just this interesting how you don't even have time to grieve. You barely have time to grasp what's happening to you. You don't have time to, you have to make all these really snap quick decisions. And I really like that. It's so fast paced that you just keep going and going. And she didn't even have a chance to breathe until after Spears shot her husband. Um, and I don't know that the, I don't know that he even knew that that was her, you know, her husband. For all he knew, it was just some random zombie that is trying to kill this woman. But she really hugs him tight, and mm-hmm. you know, she's like, you know, I need you to help me. I need you to help me. And you can just hear that desperation in her voice, and you think she's just lo- not like physically lost her child, but you know, she's left her child on that bus. She's all alone out in the world um, without her. She's just lost her husband, and he's dead. Um, you know, I just, I really like how there's just no time, you know, to sit and grieve. Um, I think we get enough of that in other shows. So it's kind of, I think, yeah. a little bit of a refreshing twist. You know, like with The Walking Dead, it feels like sometimes, not always, if you've got a big horde of zombies after you, you don't always have time to sit and think about, we just lost so-and-so um, in the horde and they just died. Sometimes you just got to keep moving. Um, but it, sometimes it feels like they have a moment to grieve over that person or they've got time to to take stock a little bit. And I think this was refreshing. So. That was kind of random, but kind of adding on to the feel of the show and um, uh, the people and such. So, yeah. And the only other thing I want to mention is the opening for this too. Is when you're getting dropped in, is the empty city, you know, it's the empty uh, mm-hmm. town streets, cars sitting there. Some are open. There's one that had a car door open with the gas still being like put into the the car, like the gas nozzle was still in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that really kind of set the eeriness of this this show. And yeah. uh, again, it's just kind of like that's the opening credits to you know a movie or a video game. You're like, okay, now I'm ready to kick into action. What's going on? Um, so yeah, I just again really dig it so far. So far, so good. Um, okay, so my number two, um, we've talked a little bit about it, but I want to talk about the feeling of impending death. Like you never like just in these two episodes, and I really you know enjoyed. It was like you just never knew what the hell was going to kill you. There's chaos everywhere. This one girl gets hit by a truck, like, and and you're thinking, how the hell does this girl get hit by a truck? There's, you know, she's standing right out in the middle of the road. She's, there's nothing else happening. You have to see her from a mile away, but yet she gets completely pummeled by a car. So that's one way to go. You've got these terrible rage zombies that just seem to pop out of nowhere, turn these corners, and and they turn, and then they go, and they just go, and they don't stop. And so you could go, you know, a rage zombie could get you. Um, Barbara, I was so shocked by Barbara that I thought, you know, she had her own vignette and everything. We had this whole you know, getting to know Barbara and and her in the group and being in the van and and then there at the end she just goes flying yeah. out that, that windshield. What's that teach you, kids? Wear your seatbelts. Right. Um, always buckle. I and I I had a feeling. I mean, I feel like I knew as soon as William pulled out his seatbelt and he looked over at Sun and he goes, "Buckle your seatbelt." Um, and then you see her grab hers. He he snaps his and then she pans to Barbara in the back, and she didn't do it. Mm. And I was like, "Does she not like when all the craziness that was happening? You know, is is she not in the right place for the seatbelt? Where's the seatbelt? Why is she not getting in a seatbelt?" Um, I felt like that's not good. Um, and then yeah, then they hit that uh, semi trailer, and she just goes flying, and then not only dies but instantly turns. 
Um, and like you said, they're all running, um, you know, to get away. They, there's was, was a person that died in that truck. So, you know, there's car accidents happening. You're dying in car accidents because you're running away from someone. People are getting hit by cars. Um, people are killing each other. Um, it's just crazy and all over the place. It's like so chaotic. There's like this, you know, you never know what to expect. You don't, it's not, not just the zombies that are going to kill you. It's like there's something around every corner mm-hmm. and you don't know what it's going to be. And I like that element of surprise. I like the unknown, um, at yeah, least the, so far. And to touch on, it's kind of like we were talking about the, the rage zombies coming in from anywhere. At this point too, you can't even really tell that there's zombies or people. Mm-hmm. So like, just imagine you're sitting there, you're looking over a map and all of a sudden you see this person kind of like slowly walking, then running towards you. It might take you a second to be like, oh shit, that's a, that's whatever these things are and run. You might just think mm-hmm. somebody's running towards you for help or something like that. So you're even kind of at a disadvantage there. And if they have that kind of rage, like power in them, I guess with, for lack of a better term, where they don't get exhausted like, mm-hmm. what do you do at that point? Like, they're just human strength, but they don't tire. You know, yeah. as you as a person, like, I, I'm sure if I was being chased, I might be able to run a mile, but probably that's it. And then I'm oh, dead. No. So. No, I'm I'm here to tell you, I, I could survive in the Walking Dead universe with yeah. those slow walkers. If I, if the ZA happens and it's these rage zombies, I am toast. I, if I'm not yeah. in a vehicle, I am toast. Um, you know, that's a, good, that's a good point, too, with, like, the, the desperation of not having a vehicle kind of made me a little anxious when we saw the group just walking. Yeah. Just that whole thought of, like, uh, I was just thinking the other day, or today, I was like, oh, shit, my, my keys are, like, six rooms away. Like, mm-hmm. if something happened, like, I'm six rooms away from having my vehicle where I could get away from this. And that, that could legitimately be the difference between life and death. I probably won't even be able to find my keys. I feel, <laughs> I feel like the last few weeks, every time I'm getting ready to leave the house and I'm like, okay, where's my keys? And I'm like, oh shit, where yeah. are my keys? And then I'm going through this panic because I, I go into panic mode for probably everything and nothing. And I'm like, because I, I'll leave them in like a different spot than my normal. Because you know how you always have that routine. You either always have that hook. You have the bowl or you have this place, you know, that you always put your keys. So I always have one or two of those places. So if I deviate from those one or two places, well, the world is over because Rima's lost her keys <laughs> and I don't remember where I, where I put them. So yeah. there was that. And then there was my wallet like a few weeks ago. I had a uh, literal meltdown. I thought I lost my wallet. I hate um, when you can't find stuff. It flips, like freaks me out. Like I just do not like <sighs> not knowing where something is. I go, I lost my, I have one of those, this is totally off subject, so I apologize, guys. Um, I have one of these laundry bags that you put like your unmentionables in and things that need to be like delicately washed um, whenever I put them in my wash cycle. And today I was needing it and I was like, well, where is it? It's always right here. And it's the dumbest damn thing. It means nothing. It is so not important. If I don't have it today, it's okay. But because I had lost something and couldn't find it, I just went bananas. And I get obsessed over finding that item until I find it. But when it's something like my keys or my wallet, because you know you think your wallet has your driver's license, your credit cards. And if you guys want to steal my wallet, I have no cash. I'm just going to tell you right <laughs> up. Don't steal it for the cash because I don't carry cash. But, you know, there are things in there. And then my keys. Um, so, yeah, I'm in trouble. If I don't have a vehicle, I'm dead because I suck at cardio. And I'm either going to be 
keeled over with my side killing me from cardio or else my knees are going to go out. Mm. I'm going to be like Otis. You don't have to shoot me in the (laughs) knees. My knee will just go out and I'm going to face plant and I'm dead meat. Um, So yeah, I'm in some real trouble here, but I really like that feeling of impending death. And it wasn't just the zombies. It was, I feel like just, there was always some sort of danger. And I like that. I like that unknown and, um, you know, you just don't know what's going to take you out. So that's my number two. Uh, my number two, I mentioned it a little bit, but I want to touch on it more. Is just that there's little plot so far. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we're it's just survival. You know, you 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 got to get from one place to another and just get away from all this stuff. Like no one really has a specific target location to go to. Uh, it's kind of like episode. It's like, kind of like season one of Walking Dead, where it's kind of like, well, we got to get to the CDC. You know, it's it's kind of just it's the thing to kind of do, but it's not really, you know. I don't want this to become a cliche show where, you know, it's, you know, following the tunes of all the other zombie apocalypse shows. Like, again, I like this to be kind of a survival thing where you're just finding how these people survive specific situations and mm-hmm. not like pitting group A versus group B. Um, yeah, that's think, old. Yeah, it's just outplayed. It's not very realistic. Um and I just feel like that will do a good job. And I think keeping the plot very minimal be be will help that. You know, again, it's like yeah. we got to get to the stadium. Well, why do you got to get to the stadium? Because that's the next checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe they never get to the stadium, or maybe you find people that do get to the stadium. But I think bouncing around from a bunch of different characters would be really cool too, which they've kind of done so far. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my number two is just kind of little plot so far, and I really enjoy that. I like it. Well, that kind of goes into my number one which is so far. So to kind of just wrap up my thoughts, beginning with these first two episodes, and I'll just say I like the quick, short episodes. Um, I feel like they are fast-paced. There wasn't a lot of consistency. I'll be honest, I haven't looked. I don't know the timing and the um, length of time for every episode, but the first episode was like 47 minutes. The second one was like 30-something minutes. And I think that that kind of carries on throughout the rest of the series, where some of them are only about a little over 30 minutes and some might be 40 or a little over 40. So I like that. Um, I like the the short, you know, ones that you can kind of keep up with. You don't feel like they're being drawn out too much. Um, I hope that there's enough story though, and it doesn't do um, any shortcomings, but I like that this show, and you mentioned it, um, I feel like we're getting more focus on the horror of what's happening and that they're not so worried about character development, at least what I can gather in these first two episodes, we are being introduced, you know, to hear, and I'm, you know, I'm getting that Rose is like a main character and we're probably going to follow her throughout mostly. And that we might be introduced to some of these others. Like we were introduced to Barbara and then boom, Barbara died. You know, I kind of thought Barbara, we might see her at least throughout a couple more episodes. Like a main character for sure. Yeah. And then she's got, she's gone. She's dead. Um, so, you know, I, I, you don't know who's going to be around. So I kind of like that. It's like, well, we don't know anything about Barbara other than, you know, um, she's seen some things. She can take care of herself. She can be helpful. Um, you know, she had a lot of jewelry. She knew that that was a currency. Yep, she had all of her jewelry lined up on her arm there. Um, so we didn't really get to you know know a lot about her, and I'm kind of okay with that. So, you know, I'm okay if we don't really get to know these characters too in depth, you know, because maybe that's not important. Because what's important is survival, and that's what they're focusing on. It's like it doesn't matter who you were in this life; that's not what's important right now. Our 
our goal is to keep moving forward and keep moving along and being safe in survival and, um, you know, beating this thing, um, which sounds a little scary when you hear Patrick, he's like, well, they don't have a plan B for this. Like they don't even really mm. know what they're doing. There's no plan B. This is it. Um, so it's like, that's what the focus is. And, and people just need to like, kind of learn to come together and, and survive together. Um, like they said, lost. If we don't live together, we're going to die alone. Um, so I, I really like it so far. Those are just my general thoughts. I hope that they. I think it's a nice change from the the Walking Dead, in my opinion, because the Walking Dead really focuses hard. Like the zombies are not a threat. Mm. The zombies are kind of like a side character, which that's okay. It's not. It's a, not such a terrible thing. But it's all about you know characters um, and their involvement being exposed in this world and and how they make their way into the world and you know are they humans are they less than humans are they going to be like animals you know all of these different things and i don't think we're going to get a lot of that or at least i hope we don't because i kind of like being where we are now yeah i feel like what what this is doing is it's more showing than telling yeah you you don't have a character going through this big monologue of this is who i am kind of thing it's more of you know like with william he seems pretty honorable. He like he, you know, he if he trusts people, he's going to stick with them. He's mm-hmm. got a lot of road rage though. And <laughs> yeah. he's he's got some he's got some anger deep down. Uh, Get out of the car! I'll kick your ass! Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's not, not what we should be focusing on right now. That's yeah. not what we should be. I get that they're Fuck trying to get over. away. Fucking pull over! I know, but like, really, is that what you're going to do? Um, you think that's you know going to? solve any, yeah. anything here yeah but, but i hope it keeps up with that just more showing you see you see what these people are through their actions and not like just because again that gets to like stage you know presence like i kind of want this to feel like i'm watching you know somebody's gopro in this type of scenario like i don't mm-hmm. i don't want them to go through these fake you know because the only one that kind of seemed like that, and it was the Rose and her husband's interaction. Yeah. That seemed kind of very, you know, over the top. It did. Um, yeah. Where, I mean, in most situations, it's like, listen, I'm probably not going to die. You got to go save our daughter. So you got to go. Like, I love you, but you got to save our daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I'm going to go through a big, you know, Shakespearean speech to my wife. And of course, in that scenario, she'd probably be running on the 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 ship or the she the, would have done left you behind yeah. Sean going after Jacoby. We would, have, <laughs> we would have planned it better too. It would have been like, all right, let's get the kid on there first, um, and then or maybe you get on first and then the kid, then me, because at worst you're on there, but I'm still with the kid, or you're on there and the kid's on there and I don't get on. It seemed like yeah. they didn't plan that out very well. They didn't have it planned out. They seemed to know when they were in line that there was a risk yeah. of of him being exposed with his wound, and I feel like. And I don't know, maybe it's just because we've seen like The Walking Dead and nine years of it or other survival shows. And it kind of makes you think, you know, well, this is what I would do. And so you're sitting there talking to your spouse and you're like, okay, if the zombie apocalypse ever happens, this is what we're doing. We're going to have this agreement. Um, If we're in this situation, this is what we're going to do. And you're going to have like that already planned out. I feel like if you're in this situation, you need to have these conversations before they happen. Mm -hmm. And then that way, if if the shit goes down, um, you have already agreed, you know, what to do next. Like, this is what we're going to do. We've agreed on it. Didn't always work out that way. I know that, but I feel like, I don't know. It's, it's appropriate to have these conversations. If you're able to sit down a moment and be like, okay, so we know that we're going to the evacuation truck tomorrow. You're wounded. Um, if they find, you know, this is what we're going to do to try to get all of us on the truck. But if, if, if you get left behind, um, 
I'm going to leave you behind. I'm going, yeah. we're, we're going to live and we're going to leave you. Sorry. Love you. Um, but I don't know. They seem to think that I guess if he had gotten help, maybe, I don't know if maybe, he was fixable. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously he was, he was, must've been worse off than what they had let on because he, he was able to run. He was able to keep up for a little while. And it wasn't until the soldier kind of tapped him there in the side. And then when him and Rose make it back to that house, then he dies. Yeah, so, that kind of leads me like what you said. Maybe he killed himself. But if he was like mildly stitched up, all that running and all that movement probably could have opened that up. And kind maybe. of. And I know she said I think he was infected. So maybe he had had, you know, antibiotics in a bit. So, yeah, I don't know. But either way. Have those conversations, people. It's yep. it's like having a fire evacuation plan in your house. You know, everybody, you know, wherever you are in the house, you leave here and then we're all gonna meet up outside by the front tree in the in the yard or something. <laughs> you have a plan for the zombie apocalypse or when these things come up. Um, it's important. Life and death. Anyway, it's my number one. What's your number one, Sean? Uh my number one is simply rage. Uh we talked about it a lot, but these zombies uh are super angry, super upset, and looks like they hold a grudge. And I'm I'm pretty in on that. Uh, I don't do. wanna be I don't wanna be in this universe. Uh like I said, like you said, if we had to pick which zombies I'd want to be in, it'd be the walking dead slow moving zombies. Mm-hmm. Slow moving dumb zombies. Yes. Whereas these look like they're fast, quick turning, smart, unkillable, except with shots yes. to the head. So it, and they don't stop. They're, no. I mean, like you said, they are rage. They are pounding on those doors and pounding on those windows to, you know, breaking them. And they just don't stop. Um, yeah. I, as, don't, I don't like it. As a zombie fighter in this, you've got your work cut out for you. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be toast. Oh, God. If I got to run, I, I'll just say right now, I'll say my goodbyes to everyone because. Y'all just leave me behind. I'll try to keep up, but. <laughs> uh, I've got a handful of notes. Um, so on Rose, I thought it was interesting when she found that old woman in that room. She yeah, kind of just that? left her there. Yeah. And kind of almost used her as bait to get away. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if that was intentional, but that kind of makes me feel like a lot of people feel that other people in this universe are disposable. You know, it's just a situation where I'm going to use somebody – like if somebody, like you said, Barbara dies, they don't mourn over her. her. Well, one, because she's going to turn quickly. And two, it's just like, okay, well, she's gone. Now we got to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan's an interesting character. Uh, I think he's deaf. That's the gist I yes. got from it. Um, yes. It, it also kind of really showed the random team us because he teams up with Sun for a little bit and then bounces around. Yeah. Uh, they run into that random kidnapping Right, I thank you. That's in my notes. What's up with that guy? Was he holding that family hostage? Yeah, and I, like to me, the only like the, there's a story there. Like there, there's a whole like you know tidbit vignette in there. Like I imagine, like maybe it's like the dad who came back and you know his wife divorced him or something like that. I don't know. I don't then, know. That was creepy, and oh, he was yeah. not happy about being interrupted. But he didn't do anything about it either. That's like it feels like. Again, you go like TV show style. They run and he shoots them because it's like, well, that's what they do in TV shows. But this, like, it was like he was scared and nervous and like not acting like he was going to actually do something. I guess, but I mean, I guess if those soldiers are going door to door doing this mandatory evacuation, wasn't he worried about them coming to the door? Like, hey, we got to go, yeah, and maybe. he's got people tied up with, you know, their 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 mouths gagged and stuff. I mean, 
that was a disturbing little scene, busting in on that. I I can't believe that, like, she tried to kind of argue or talk to that person. I just would have been like, oh, wrong house. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Nothing people. To see here. <laughs> I was never here. I mean, sorry about your luck, people. I can't help you. And I'm going to turn and run away. There was also, like, a whistling guy during uh, Ryan's vignette. Uh, it was after I think they left that room and they or left that house. And they're running around. There's just some dude like with a bag or something on his back, just walking down the street whistling. It was really creepy. Um, I thought it was interesting. Barbara had to use a map. Uh, you think today most people use their smartphones, put them in a world where your smartphones don't work. It's like, hey kids, mm. can you read a map? You know what? I taught my kid to read a map. Good. That's a, a skill I need to teach to Kobe for sure. Yeah, I would highly encourage that because I feel like, well, she has driven from, uh, and I won't say where I'm at, but from here to New York when she was in college, and then when she moved out to California, she drove from here to California. So she did the New York drive many times through school, and then she drove to California. She drove home from California when she moved back. Um, So she's driven cross country, and she's been, and she's taken different routes. And I thought, you know what? There's just going to be a time. Like she doesn't have a her car wasn't fancy enough to have like a a built in GPS, but she would always use her phone. Yeah, I'm like, you know, there's going to be an opportunity when your phone is going to die, or you're not going to have a signal. Something's going to happen, and I feel like you should, or you could be in the middle of nowhere and not even know where to start. And it's important to read a map. And I always had her. carry like one of the big um oh shoot like a big atlas and it would detail all the roads but it would have the big big maps too and i would always make her have that in her car when she would um take road trips and when her and her friend best friend would take road trips and drive out like that um she also fortunately her dad's kind of the same way as he's like you know you're gonna learn to read a map we're old school um, so, and it served them well because they used it and it yeah. came in handy. So I'm going to tell you guys, if you don't teach your kids to read a map, it's, um, you know, I think it's important. It used to be a rite of passage. You turn 16 and you get your car and you get an atlas. That's what you got for your 16th birthday. At least yeah. the, like in my family it was. And uh, I just was thinking about today, like I don't have one in my car and probably should get one for me and Tiff. That's going to be on my yeah. ZA list. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, map map was good. And son knew how to use it she just didn't know how to communicate very well uh there was the uh the trailer park of terrors i thought was interesting as they <laughs> run through that little area they're getting rocks thrown at them and yes dogs. what was, was like well, the and, gauntlet yeah and you see like the one zombie jump on the back so i was like were these people zombies or were they i mean i think they were actual just people yeah but it was kind of intriguing there and um i thought it was interesting with william when he said that this was punishment for all the bad they've done Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm kind of curious what his thoughts come from that. So it'll be interesting to see a little bit more of, of his backstory. I also talking a little bit about backstories and I know I said, I didn't really want a whole lot of character development. I really don't, but when they throw things out at you, it makes me question. So Spears uh, was talking to that soldier about some loot, yeah, cash and millions. So what was he talking about? Uh, and was he lying? I mean, he could have been lying when he's like, hey, do you want in on that? Um, you know, uh, so I'm curious, what the hell was he talking about? Did he really know what he was talking about? Or was that just him trying to get out of that situation? So I don't know. Yeah, and that's one of those plot things that makes me nervous that that'll be like the big piece of this epi- of this season is they're going to get this loot and this money. And it's like, all right, I guess we can do that. Is that really, you know, any good? 
yeah. at this at this point, I mean, I don't know. I don't know really what the currency is. It seems like it would be gas, just like these folks are, mm. are chasing people down for gas. It's gas, food, water. Ammo, weapons. Yeah, ammo, weapons. Yeah, that seems to be the main things. If you have those things, then you— Oral sex, apparently. Like, listen, I am some all people, for— Like, if I roll up on a van of ladies, I'm like, listen, I will use my oral— <laughs> going to be gas, grass, or ass. Nobody cries <laughs> for free. <laughs> I'll just imagine, I'll be like, ladies, I'll go vroom, aww. Not that bad. That was such a terrible joke. <laughs> popular when I was a kid. Gas, grass, or ass. Nobody rides for free. Um, we, we talked a little bit about the timeline, about six weeks. We heard Barbara say six weeks. So I think it's six weeks or a little more that this outbreak has happened. So we're not quite at the beginning. I almost kind of wished we had been there right at the beginning um, to kind of see it all fall apart, but I'm okay with that. It's still pretty early. So um, it's kind of nice to get a little bit of a timeline of what's kind of, you know, about how long. It's like you kind of got an idea, but you don't quite know, so I'm okay with that as well. But it kind of helps to know, um, just to at least have a little bit of a time frame so you've got a point of reference for how far it's kind of gone mm. um, and where we are. So I think I think that's all my notes. Do you have any other notes? No, that tidies mine up. Like I said, I really enjoyed the first two episodes. I really wanted to watch the next one. It's one of those that they're quick episodes and like <sighs> they just bounce really quickly, just kept my attention. I know that was that was kind of tough not to keep watching because it, it looks like they're just snapping like they're going to cut it off and looks like they're probably going to just quickly jump in like the next episode with with what's happening. So it's it's tough. This is where it really challenges us again to not continue on um, since we only do watch the episodes that we cover each week. So awesome. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to keep going and um, break those down. So that's now going to lead us into messages from the other followers, our listener feedback portion. We had lots of great feedback um, tonight, and I'm going to give a little shout out um, to Jason from The Walking Dead cast. He shared our feedback post on his page as well. So we got lots of great feedback um, from the folks that follow The Walking Dead cast page. So thank you everyone that contributed to feedback on our site and on theirs. The first one that we have comes from Alex Baelish. He says, Jamie King was amazing. I loved her in Heart of Dixie, which is such a different character than this. It starts out running and doesn't stop till the end. I love the way it's edited. It did not feel rushed at all, and it seemed to flow well. The short chapter breaks is a great way to change points of view. Cassie Healy, so I love that you don't know what the F is going on for the majority of the first episode. I'm a huge dystopia zombie apocalypse book reader, and this is how I picture a lot of the stories being scavenging, running, hiding, who to trust, not to trust, the panic of if you or your family will survive and be able to stick together through checkpoints, not particularly story-driven for the first five minutes. You aren't invested. You're just trying to work out what the fuck is going on. (laughs) When I saw the trailer, I automatically was thinking, crap, a zombie show trying to be something? I was pleasantly surprised with these first two episodes. It's nice that it's a couple of weeks into the infection. The fact we don't actually know what the infection is yet makes it even better. I'm not sure how I feel about the sudden death of characters. I think I like it, maybe. (laughs) It reminds me more of a video game than a TV show with how jumpy it was. Favorite part was the transformation of Patrick. That shit got my heart racing. (laughs) It's really great, Cassie. (laughs) And I agree. 
Doug Fix says, welcome back, everyone. It was literally the longest two weeks <laughs> of my life without Strange Indeed. Oh, we missed you too, Doug. Um, so for Black Summer episode one and two, I really liked how you didn't really know the threat of the evacuation until you were about 17 minutes into the episode. I liked the frenetic pacing and the actual lack of dialogue in the first episode. The look reminded me of Z Nation without the camp and the storyline of 28 Days Later. The Zeds are certainly of the 28 Days, um, but it appears they do not eat for food, but just to kill, right? That's what mm -hmm. I thought. The wraparound narrative of the characters in the beginning was really neat and almost had single take feel to it. I heard somewhere that it is kind of a Z Nation prequel of sorts, as Z Nation apparently mentions a black summer in early parts of the show. I love the use of the ordinary looking extras. Uh, which gave a realistic feel to the panic among the crowds as some could not run, walk as quickly as others. Question as to why Barbara jumped into the back seat of the minivan when William was punching the guy she let drive. Barb, buckle up. He told you to. <laughs> and by the way, if you put on subtitles, it does not translate what Sun is saying. It just says speaking in Korean. Yeah, I know. I tried that too. Um, so there's that. I like the shorter episodes, and this should make the narrative move quickly. So moving on. Why was the black truck so mean? Not enough hugs as a kid? <laughs> Let's do this, y'all. Oh, I don't. I know. They were just mean. Like it. Uh, Lindsay Slitch. So one, did Rose's husband kill himself so she could go on a loan to find their daughter? And if so, why? Did he do it in the house where he knew he'd come back as a zombie and kill her? And after all that, what do you think is making Spears so ready to help Rose find her daughter? Also, anyone else think Rose looks just like Corky from Murphy Brown? <laughs> I realize I'm dating myself by, by this ancient reference. Uh, why is this truck chasing people for their gas? There's literally hundreds of abandoned cars everywhere. Why waste the energy and resources? I have to wonder if gas is truly their motive. Maybe we'll find out in episode three where some of the people from the truck are in the diner with Son and William. Love the interconnection of all the stories. For example, when you see Ryan come up on the girl who had been hit by the car, only to later see how she was actually hit by the car. And dang, rest in peace, Barbara. I guess no one is safe. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's, it kind of gives you that feeling of no one is safe. Yeah. I thought we were going to kind of see Barbara for just, I, I mean, I guess anyone can die. It's a zombie apocalypse. But yeah, no one's safe. I like that. And Corky from Murphy Brown. I love that, Lindsay. That's hilarious. I know Corky from Murphy Brown. You're right. God, I love Murphy Brown, the old one. Um, Chuck DeFore. I completely agree. This is what I had hoped the first season of, of Fear the Walking Dead uh, would have been, but failed miserably. This is really edgy and exciting. Both episodes I could picture really happening in this scenario. Military give a time window to escape and it falls apart. Next, the van chase also seemed very realistic. Clearly, the show has a very low budget, but the story does not suffer. Really glad you guys are covering this show. Thanks. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, kind of, you see, it's a low budget, but the stuff seemed realistic. Like, as they're hitting mm -hmm. each other, it's not like they flip one over right away. Exactly. Avelino Rochino. So, the first two episodes were brilliant, and this series as a whole was very good. Black Summer put together elements from my favorite ZA shows, Fast and Deadly Zombies, the early breakdown of civilization and so social norms, and the dizzying feeling of displacement brought on by evacuation. 
I think one of the most effective things in the series was the backdrop of all this wasn't some crumbling urban landscape, but peaceful, clean suburbs and blue skies. It's like the protagonists are stuck in a purgatory of plenty going from one Dante-esque scene to another in their quest to arrive to the stadium. My favorite parts of episode one and two, the separation of Rose and her daughter and the transformation of Patrick, the husband, into Killer Zombie, the POV of the poor girl who was struck by the pickup and turned into a vast zombie, and the appearance of different protagonists in intersecting, intersecting storylines. I can hardly wait to leave my feedback for the rest of the season. Oh, awesome. That's great, Evelino. Really good stuff. Gosh, people have some really great things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Schlitzy says, Ugh, I don't know. I watched the first episode and thought it was a super low budget cheesy slog, like some of those knockoffs that followed the release of 2004's Dawn of the Dead. I'll give a listen and see what you guys think, and maybe I'll pick it back up. Oof. I ho- uh, what, do you think we can turn him turn him around? I hope so. We both seem pretty excited about it. Like, I really liked it. I mean, yeah. I, I think we're pretty clear on shows. We're just like, yeah, it's 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 a show. But this one actually kind of really caught my attention. So. I feel like I can sink my teeth into this one. Maybe yeah, we'll get yeah. Will turned around a little bit. I hope I hope we were able to give you a little something to chew on there, Will. And if not, that's okay. You, We can't please everyone. Jonathan Blake, this is what I had hoped the first season of Fear of the Walking Dead would have been like, showing the downfall of humanity and the true nature of people in an apocalyptic world, not stuck in a neighborhood while the downfall happened outside their walls. I thought the reactions were more in line in how people would really react to that type of situation. Just because you have a gun or weapon doesn't mean you know how to use it properly. Just because you pretend to be strong doesn't mean you remain strong in the face of danger. Hope there will be a season two. Gemma Hall says, I did laugh at a few things. There's a Korean woman called Sun who doesn't speak English. They're being followed by the others. <laughs> I was like, what? Are you seriously referencing Lost here? I got the same thing, Gemma. I didn't really connect the characters very well, and I got no idea what their names are. I think I always loved Walking Dead so much. You're right there with Rick from the get-go, and you immediately can identify with him. I think fast, fast zombies just freak me out. Mm-hmm. Michael Darwin, so really enjoyed the show. I love the fact that, for the most part, it doesn't feel scripted. It feels a lot more like watching characters wander through an open-world RPG having random encounters. There is an anything-can-happen-at-any-time vibe that we haven't seen since the earliest days of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Santos S. Sanchez says, I really like the series. I'm definitely looking forward to the second season. Damien Vital uh, really enjoyed how they tied in the character's introduction, how we got to follow the zombies around to see their behavior. Daphne Blackman says, it took the first episode for me to figure out how they were telling the story, but overall, I liked that it had a different vibe. It was a quick and easy binge watch. Evan Brookman, I liked much of it. There are some zombie tropes in play, but within genre trope is to be expected. And when done right, it can be a respectful nod to what has come before. It's been a while since I watched it now, and I may have forgotten some of the finer details. As someone else mentioned, its pacing was pretty fast, and they still managed to generate good tension. I'd give it three of five happy Mother's Days. (laughs) Yep, it was just Mother's Day the other day. Um, Robin Simon says, love the frenetic pace of the show. Especially love that in scenes where there are people running, you can't really tell the difference between the living and the dead. Mm-hmm. I've only wa- Yeah, I've only watched the first couple of episodes because it's so insane. I can only watch a little at a time. Oh, I can get that. Like if I tried to watch this with Tiffany, she'd watch like one vignette piece and be like, all right, <laughs> we're done for the night. Uh, and the last one, uh, I agree 100%. Tony Douglas, I loved the fast zombies. 
Yes, I agree. Zomber. Lots of great feedback there. I'm got lots of excitement on this show. So we've got lots of people excited about it. So that's super fun. It's always fun when you've got, um, you know, listeners that are excited about it and kind of joining in the conversations with you. I'm excited. I hope you guys uh, come back for the second and third episodes as well. Um, cause we're really excited to talk about it. So thank you again, everyone, um, on the walking dead cast page and on our own strange indeed page for contributing to the feedback. Um, it is greatly appreciated. Um, we love you all. Yeah, thanks everybody. Uh, I just want to mention this kind of reminded me of. Uh, did you ever watch the TV show Fear Itself? It was on hmm. NBC, like in two thousand eight. Mm, I don't think so. Um, they're like horror one hour episodes, and there's one called New Year's Day, which mm-hmm. is kind of in a zombie apocalypse. We might cover that after we finish this to kind of keep a zombie feel until Stranger Things comes on. Okay, but just audience out there, if you like this kind of stuff, like I think you would really dig that, and I think you dig dig for yourself too. It's just a, it was a really cool like ten episode season. But thanks again, everybody, too, for chiming in on this. We love the feedback. All right. So next week, we'll be covering the third episode from the Netflix TV series Black Summer titled Summer School and the fourth episode titled Alone. Hmm. Alone. That doesn't sound very good um, or sounds uh, a little ominous. Well, we're really excited for you to travel with us to the stadium for zombie up- outbreak updates. Follow us on Twitter at Strange TCast. You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash StrangerTCast. You can check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. You can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts like House Podcastica, which is coming to a close for Game of Thrones at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed and all the other great Podcastica podcasts on Apple Podcast. Yeah, House Podcastica just released the penultimate um, episode of Game of Thrones, episode five. Um, Next week is the finale. I hope everyone is chiming in because Jason and Kristen are knocking it out of the park every week. They have a great rotation of um, guests that they are bringing in. Um, And it's going to be a good one. We're all going to just have to mourn. We're going to take a moment. Um, So... Speaking of great podcasts like Strange Indeed, House Podcastica, make sure to check out Sean and his other podcast, The Language of Bromance, that comes out every Sunday. Ah, uh, yeah. And this past Sunday, we had LLB history class where we went back in time and we learned the story of some badass chick who, during like the 1800s, she went to a nunnery, burned it down. Ooh. She had some uh, relations with some ladies and oh. uh, she was uh, just an all around badass. So check that out. Interesting story indeed. Yeah. That's awesome. Pretty cool. All All right. right. Well, that's our show. Episode 86, Human Flow (laughs) and Drive. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And Jonathan Blake is strange indeed.